Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. The title tonight is Partners with God. Partners with God. That's a, that's a, that's a big topic right there, right? This is a big one. But you know me, I don't mind diving into the big stuff, right? This morning, we, we dove in. Woo, we dove in. Oh, my, we dove in. <laughs> oh, man, that was heavy. That was heavy stuff. And I uh, praise God that it came out as well as it came out because I really didn't know. Sometimes, you know, preachers, we don't know how to get it all out. That's why we got to rely on the Holy Spirit to get it out. Because <clears throat> we can't, we might have, you know, a lot of times there's like a revelation a light that uh, we want to pass on to you, right? We, that we want to get it out to the body. We want to get that revelation out. But it's so hard to often to put into words. <laughs> so we have to rely, as anybody does, right? That preaches the word has to rely on the Holy Spirit. Should, amen? Should rely on the Holy Spirit to get that word out and to get it out properly which we are believing for that tonight. Amen. Amen. We get the right words out properly in Jesus name. We believe and we thank our God for it. And we're going to dive right in to Mark 16. And Mark 16, if you don't know, is a famous, the end of it here. Um, I was going to dive in my app and see if there's something else I wanted to cover in there. Um, Mark 16. Okay, well, this is the very, the very end of the chapter. This is where Jesus, of course, was taken up into heaven. And the emphasis I wanted to make tonight is partnering with God. So we're going we're to pick out these verses here in uh, 19 and 20. We'll just cover 19 also. I think I only have 20 up there. But 19 says, so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Woo! That's something right there, isn't it? (laughs) Taken up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. that's, That's heavy, right? That's heavy. And we know from the book of Acts that the angels were standing there when this happened, right? And, and they looked at the, the people who were watching Jesus go up in the clouds and they said, what are you looking at? He's going to come back just as he went up. And to us, to us humans, <laughs> earthly, if, we're, if we have an earthly mindset, we think, Wow, you know, Jesus, he's been gone a long time. When is he going to return in those clouds like the angels said? And in God's eyes, it's been two days. Two days. Hello? Mm -hmm. Since he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Two days. And look, look at verse 20. This is what happened, right? After this, after Jesus went up to heaven, this is what's supposed to happen. This is what Christians are called to do, right? Here, come on. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. 
and confirming the word through the accompanying, 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 <laughs> that's a tough word, accompanying, 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 signs, amen. So notice the Lord worked with them. Yeah. With, that's very important. That, that's very important. Have you ever not wanted to work with somebody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Woo, I sure have. I, 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 I've had jobs where I dreaded going to work yeah. because of who I had to work with. I got a lot of examples, but all I have to do is say 7-Eleven. I managed 7-Elevens for 12 years. Hmm. Working with, with, I had to work with some, woo, some people, some mean people, some, some a little crazy people. But notice here, the Lord wants to work with us. That's, that is saying something, isn't it? That's good news. The Lord does not dread working with us. The Lord wants to work with us. And taking a thought of that, right? He did not say we are working for him. We're working with him. With him. Right? You work for Chico's. Yes. Or you could say your boss, you know, name. Or, you know, you work for them. The Lord wants us to work with him. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> that's what we're going to look at tonight. And, and we're going to discover something that's going to help us do the will of the Father. Amen. Amen. Look at John 5. And we're going we're gonna to go through this story in John 5. And we're going to see something here and learn something about working with the Father. John 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. This is, you know, supernatural stuff here, right? Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So, if you've never heard this before, this is a famous Bible story in the Gospels that we learn there's a supernatural thing happening here at the pool of Bethesda all the time. And the angel shows up, stirs the water, and that means it's time for a healing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. And the first one, the first one, hello, got in the water, was healed. So can you imagine what kind of fights went on when they saw the stirring of the water? I'm sure there was some, there was some, get out of my way. 
move over. I'm getting in the water first because I am going to be healed. Hello? You there tonight? You got home. (laughs) Now, imagine if that pool was still here today. Oh my, there would be millions of people camped out by the water. Millions, right? We don't know how many were here, but uh, Bible history tells us this was a very large area. And so there were a lot of people. It even says a great multitude. I don't know how many, that's a lot. Thousands of people are camped out here trying to get in the water when it's stirred and get healed. Well, only the first one gets healed. But obviously this was very supernatural. Hello? God is the God of the supernatural and he wants to do supernatural things. But he wants us to work with him to do it. You want to do that? He wants to work with us to get his will done. And and we go on here into verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Is that a little bit of time? 38 years? Whoa! When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, Jesus had some revelation here, right? He knew he'd been, this man had been sick for a long time. And how did Jesus know that? By the Spirit. Jesus had a relationship with God. Do you have a relationship with God? <laughs> Can you hear stuff from the Spirit? Can you get revelation from the spirit of the living God? Yes. Amen. And so Jesus is getting revelation from God. And then he asked this strange question. Do you want to be made well? Does that seem a little strange? Hello? Is he sick? Is he by the pool? Is he trying to get healed? The question would not seem to be the right question, does it? I said, it doesn't seem like the right question. (laughs) So, you see, Jesus was led by the Spirit to ask like he asked it. Do you want to be made well? Come on. He was led by the Spirit. He's working with God here. Jesus is following directions from God. We could go through example after example after example. That good way of Jesus following the, the, the direction from God, God working with him. Right? We just talked about it in the last series quite a bit, how he, uh, the woman who's caught in adultery, they brought him, they said, Jesus, what are you going to do? You got to stone her or, you know, you're going to break the law because the law says you got to stone anybody caught in adultery. What are you going to do, Jesus? What's going to happen here, Jesus? And he bends down on the ground, Right? And he bends down, he writes in the ground, and then he hears from God, hello, what to say. And he says the perfect words. We talked about words in last year's a lot, right? He said the perfect words because he got revelation from the Father. The Father's working with him to do the works of God in the earth, and he gets the perfect words from God. And he does the perfect will of God, 
And here, he's, he's exactly the same thing is happening. Do you want to be made well? He's following directions from God. Come on. He's got direction from God. He's working with God here. With God. You say, he is God. Yeah, he is God. But he, he operated on man, on ministry. He operated on earth as a man anointed by God. We got to get a hold of that. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. Jesus was anointed by God. Jesus of Nazareth pointing to his manhood. Come on now. He, that could happen with any one of us, pointing to our manhood. And we can be anointed by God to do good works. In fact, we are. We are anointed by God to do good works. And heal all those that were oppressed by the devil. Amen. We are anointed to do the works of Jesus. We can't go through all that, but we've covered that a lot around here. And we're going to cover some more tonight. Hallelujah. I was going to see here. And that, I didn't cover that, but Acts 6 or Mark 16. Remember Mark 16, right before what we read? When he said the Lord working with him, what did he say? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on. That's the Lord working with us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Where were we? Look at verse 7. The sick man answered him. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. In other words, I can't get healed. <laughs> the, the, the water stirred up again, and, and, and I'm trying to get there, but someone else gets in before me. And we don't know how long he's been here, but he's probably been here a while because he's been sick 38 years. Who knows how long he's been here, right? Yeah. But this man did not have the correct answer. What did Jesus ask him? Did he want to be made well? Well, I tell you what, I, I don't know about you, but I think if Jesus walked up to me or anybody walked up to me and I've been sick for 38 years and they say, do you want to be well? Yes, would be a very, very good answer. <laughs> yes. Yes, I want to be made well. Come on. He should not have made excuses, should he? Did he make excuses? Oh, he sure did. Oh, he made excuses, right? Oh, boy. I, I, I try and get in, but while I'm going into the water, another, you know, another steps down before me. Well, he was focused on getting in the water. His focus was not on God. It was on the water. One thing. He focused on 
the water. He, he doesn't know Jesus, is stand, Jesus, the Son of God, come on, is standing, standing there right in front of him. Hello? He's focusing on the water. Well, often we only focus on one thing. We look at the one thing that we think is the answer. He thought his answer was the water. That's what he was looking at. The water, the water, the water, the water, the water, the water, the stirring of the water. When the water stirs, I get healed. Oh, I'm going to get healed when the water. Man, years go by, years go by. How many people look at the wrong thing for years? See, thinking about the word, we may be going one direction. We go a lot of directions. How many people look at the wrong thing for years? The wrong thing, the wrong thing, the wrong thing. And years go by and they're looking at the wrong thing. Come on. He's looking at the water. The stirring of the water. We often focus on one thing that we think is our answer, whether it be our job. That's my answer. That's my answer. How many people give their whole lives for their job? To them, that's what they look at. That's the one thing they look at. That's their answer. Come on. If I get this job and I climb the ranks in my company and I get the big career job and I get the big career package and I, oh man, I got it made. Not that that's wrong to have a good job, amen? And make a good living. There's nothing wrong with that. But what is our focus? What are we focusing on? Is it the job? Because that will get you in trouble. I said, that'll get you in trouble. Why? Because you're not looking at him. You look at the wrong thing over and over again, you're never going to get the answer. What if, what if we're looking at the job as the answer and God says, this is what I, I want you to do. But we're looking at that job as the answer. Come on, we're not going to do what God said to do. Because we're looking at the job as the answer. I was thinking of the example back in Bible school. I went to two Bible schools down in Tulsa. But the one, the first one I went to was filled with, it was a school of ministry, right? And so people went there who were felt called to ministry. And then many people were older there. I mean, our, our range of ages was from 18 up to 80. I mean, it was, you know, serious, serious age range, right? And many of them, Many, there were many people who were wealthy people in business world. Come on. Making millions of dollars in the business world and God said, go to Bible school. You're called to ministry. And they had to walk away from the career, the focus of money and job. Whatever we're doing, our focus should never be job and money. That's not our focus. Our focus, if you do what God called you to do, the money's going to be there. Come on. 
the supply is where you're supposed to be. The supply is where you're supposed to be. It's there. So when God says, and they, they, the lot of testimonies from those type of people, right? Well, I left, I left, I left all of that behind. I left, I was making millions of dollars. I left it all behind. Just said, I, I'm going to Bible school. Bye-bye. And they had testimonies and how God kept supplying their need. Come on. And there was also the other way around people who had nothing, right? And went to Bible school and felt called to go, right? And, and then they went and, and they had nothing. But their focus was on God, just like the rich person's focus was on God. And God said, go, right? And, and, the, and the poor person or the poor, you know, not, we were poor, <laughs> you know? I'm eating top ramen and, and waffles and spaghetti. That was my main food down there. That was about it right there. That was about the whole smorgasbord. Day after day after day. <laughs> and ice cream at the convenience store down the, down the road. I told my story. I'd go out and get a pint of Ben and Jerry's after my spaghetti dinner. And I'd eat the whole thing. And that's how I got this. <laughs> I, always, I always tell that story for years. <laughs> but the person who had nothing, they had a lot of testimonies also. They got to Bible school and didn't know how they were going to pay for anything at Bible school. Can't pay tuition, can't pay for food, can't pay for nothing. And, and they get a job, you know, and they think, well, you know. And then many testimonies of people that were in line to pay tuition. They had no money to pay tuition. Hello? And someone walks up and says, here, I want to give you this. Yeah. Tuition! See, when you're where you're supposed to be, there is a supply. You'll have a supply. You will have a supply when you're where you're supposed to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. See, our focus has to be on the right thing. And our focus is always to be on the Father, on Jesus, and what he wants. We don't look at people for the answer. Our spouse, our friend, we don't look at them as the answer. They could help us along the way. Amen. Yeah, amen. But that's not, that's not what we're looking at as the answer. Often we need to adjust what we're looking at. Because we got to focus on God. We got to focus on what he wants. Because God can do things in many different ways. He can do it in many different ways, you know. I, you know my story. I never thought about pastoring. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was growing up, I never even, never even gave a thought to pastoring. Never gave a thought about it, you know. Not even a thought until I got saved at nineteen. I got born again, and and I never ever considered how God would do it and how He got us here, how He got us to Iowa. I mean, woo! But God, if we keep our focus on God, God can do amazing things with us, with our lives and with us, with us. Partners, partners with God. That's what we're talking about. If we keep our eyes on him. Come on, we can't put God in a box. 
We've got to make sure God's not in a box in our lives. He has many ways to get things done. He has many people that can help us. But we got our eyes on that person to help us. That person's going to help us. That person's going to, that person, they're gone. You're like, uh-oh. That's why our focus is on our God. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Come on. We keep our eyes on God. And then God uses people. Amen. He supplies through people. He can, he can give wisdom through people. He can give finances through people. He can do all kinds of things through people who are listening to him. Hello? Yeah, amen. And, and he does use people in the earth to get things done. Hello? Has he used you a few times? Amen? He, are, are, are you a vessel of the Lord? Yes. Come on. He does use people to get the blessing out and we're supposed to listen and do. But we never ever look to the person or to the job or to the money. We look to God. God's not limited to one answer and we can't limit him. We should not limit him. Should limit God. We shouldn't limit him uh, because he, he is a lot bigger than us. He understands a lot more than we understand. Hello? Yeah. I told you many stories, you know, a couple of thoughts on it. How God can do things in different ways that we've never thought of. And I told you the story not too long ago again about the, the, the woman who came to ORU and I was there and she danced. She was an Olympic gold medalist athlete. And she came to ORU to minister to the student body at chapel service. You know, a couple thousand people in there. And she gets up, they introduce her, Olympic gold medalist. I don't remember her name. I wish she did, but you know, I don't, but maybe I could find her somehow. I don't know. <laughs> maybe she's still serving the Lord. I could find her that way. You know, maybe she's, you know, but, but she gets up, she says a few words to us. And, and, and we think, and oh, of course I'm thinking she's going to preach, right? You know, she introduced the speaker. That's her. And here she is. She's going to preach here. Let's hear that. You know, I'm starting to crack, sir. <laughs> and then she says, and now I'm going to dance with Jesus for you. And show you. And, he, and Jesus is going to show up here. Jesus is going to be here. Jesus is going to dance with me. And of course, I'm like, I've never seen this. Yeah. Remember, we said a few weeks ago, never, ever, ever blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you don't understand something, just keep your mouth shut. Because Jesus said the unforgivable sin is when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you never want to come against the work of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what's happening, just keep your mouth shut. And so we, she started to, they played a track, you know, a music track on, you know, CD, MP. There wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't MP3s back then. (laughs) At least not that I know. There were CDs, right? Or tapes. And so they played the track and she started dancing on the stage with, 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 uh, What's the things you've, not flags, but like, not ribbons, like a shawl, like a shawl, it's only anything, a shawl type thing, like almost like a sheet, but you know, just kind of, and she was dancing all over, and she was, she was, she was, oh, it was, and I was like, Sarah, 
I'm going to blame Sarah. Should I switch? Am I on? Yeah, yeah. Chick. So she's dancing. And the Spirit of God falls in that place. And when my brain was thinking, what? You're going to dance with Jesus? Oh, boy, I never heard of this. But okay. All right. And she, she dances up there, and the Spirit of God falls in there. And I tell you what, it was one of the heaviest, heaviest times in the Spirit I've ever had. You know it's heavy. You know it's heavy when whatever are in there, 2,000 youth don't move when the music stops. And it was literally like that when the music stopped. I think I was up praising the Lord. Some people were still sitting. Some people were up, but it was just. When she stopped. Why? Because the spirit of God had fallen so heavy in that place. No one wanted to even move. What are we talking about? God can do things differently than we ever thought of. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> God's not limited to one answer. We, we limit God to one answer. That's my answer. A job, that's my answer. That, that person, that's my answer. No. No. He's your answer. And when he chooses to do something in a different way, then we thought it was going to happen. That's okay. I would have never expected someone to dance on the stage at ORU and have the anointing fall like I've never felt. Hello? When we got here to Iwako and we had no income and we came from Iowa, we were in ministry there in Iowa and we came here, long miracle story, Right? A lot of you know the story, but, but we had no income and we had two different people. I don't want to go into the full story of it, but two different people tell us on separate occasions, they didn't share this information with each other. This was on separate occasions in different settings. Two different people, two different ministers that, well, one we had just met and one we had known for a long time. But two different people come to us or tell us in meetings or in, in, in social settings, really, that they, they were going to give us $1,000 a month for six months when we had no income to, when we got here. See, God uses people to get the supply to us. People who are listening to God. But our focus is on God. Our focus is always to be on God. And God can do something whoo, much different than you ever expected. But if our focus is on the water, <laughs> right? Don't forget about the man at the pool, right? If our focus is on the wrong thing, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. This man almost missed it. But we're going to see what happens here. 
when Jesus worked with God. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Hallelujah. Notice first here the words of Jesus. Have we been talking about words a little bit? We had a whole series on words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And Jesus spoke life here, didn't he? He spoke some life to this man. And one thing we need to realize out of here for sure is that this was supernatural. This was a gift of the Spirit. We've talked about gifts of the Spirit several, many times, but, you know, this was the gift of miracles in operation. That's a gift of the Spirit. The working of miracles, the gifts of miracles. Mir miracles, I'm saying right? This is a mi miracle, miracle in operation, a gift of the Spirit. And you can read about that in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. And the gifts of the Spirit operate as the Spirit wills. So we're working with Him. Yeah. With the Spirit. So Jesus is working with God here. Come on. We don't control when the gifts operate, do we? Not, not, not the spiritual gifts. This is 1 Corinthians 12. We don't, we don't control when they operate, but we work with Him. We yield to the Holy Spirit. We yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is working with the Father here, and he's yielding to what the Spirit wants to do. Hello? Now, no, don't forget, you can operate with faith in God anytime you want. Faith in God. That's different. A gift of the Spirit is that the Spirit wills, right? That's like waiting for the water to move. If you're waiting for a gift of the Spirit to show up, before you're healed, you might die. <laughs> Come on now. That's like the man waiting for the water to move. Come on, a lot of people have done that. They're dying of something, but they're Christian and they believe in healing. So they go to meetings after meeting after meeting. And they're waiting for the spiritual gift to show up and, and, and some minister to say, you're healed. Like this, rise, take up your bed and walk. Yeah. Waiting for a spiritual gift to manifest. Well, that's great when it manifests, right? Don has a great, Don's, Don, you know Don, he's usher here in the mornings, and, and he has a great testimony about that. He, he was dying of, I was, well, it's bladder cancer, I believe. And yeah, and, and uh, his wife was at a meeting with some, some, Prophecy type people who really believed in spiritual gifts. And they, one of the ministers there said, when they were just praying and prophesying, said to her, or I think it might have said in general to the people there, maybe not directly to her, that so, someone you, you know, there's someone here, someone you know has cancer, and I think it was specific to bladder cancer, has bladder cancer, and they are now healed. She's just at a meeting. He's not there. <laughs> He's not there. Hello? And so she tells him that someone said at the meeting that 
Someone you know has bladder cancer and they're healed. And he took that and said, I'm healed. And he was. And the doctors checked him out and woo, he's got a miracle testimony. Well, he got a gift of the spirit in operation. Amen. But we also need to know how to operate in faith anytime. And that's where a lot of people don't know. You can operate in faith anytime. We, we can't go into a big teaching on it. I've got many teaching on faith. You can go online. We just did a whole series on living by faith. Faith can be an operation anytime. You can operate in faith. Hello? You can operate with faith anytime you want to. Mark eleven twenty two. Come on. Have faith in God. Or I like the better translation. Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. What does he say right after that? 23. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. That, that is faith. You, you hear you going home. I said, that's faith. And that kind of faith can operate any time. I said any time. You don't need to wait for the moving of the water. You don't need to wait for the spiritual gift to show up. You don't need to wait for Jesus to show up on the scene and say, rise, take up your bed and walk. You don't need to wait for the prophet to come in and say, someone is being healed of bladder cancer. You can say, I believe God's word. I believe it in my heart. Come on. And I speak to the mountain and I speak to the sickness. I speak to the disease and I tell it to leave now in Jesus name. Yeah. Come on. And if we are operating in real faith, it has to move. It has to. It has to move. Hello. Has to move. And this is where a lot of people miss it. They say, well, if God chooses, it'll move. No. He left it in your court. You get me teaching on faith and I just, you know. <laughs> he left it in our court. He put the ball in our court and said, take the shot. You got a free shot. <laughs> He put the ball in our court. Hello. And he said, if you believe in your heart, you believe. Come on, what do you believe? You believe the word. Hello. We can go along teaching on it. Abide, abide in the word, abides in you. He, you abide in him, the word abides in you. You'll have whatever you say. Come on. You'll have whatever you ask. You'll get whatever you desire. When we have God's word in our heart, we ask according to God's word. And we believe according to God's word, we will have it. Amen. So we can always, always operate in faith. Step a, take a step of faith. Come on, take a real step of faith. Walk with faith in what God has said and see it come to pass. If we know what he said already and we know what he said about sickness and disease, we do. Amen. He said, he said by his stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. He said, 
Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. Matthew 8, 17, right? He said it for sure it has been done and anything God has said is done is done. And if it's done, we grab a hold of it with faith. I said we grab a hold of it with faith. We don't have to see it, but faith grabs hold of things you cannot see and brings it in by faith into natural realm. I'm preaching very green. <laughs> faith will bring things in the invisible into the visible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One thing we see here in this passage is we don't see faith in this man. Did you notice that? What is this? <laughs> what is that? What is that? I thought we were in John 5, 8. <laughs> what? You're already going on? You're like, you're like six pages ahead of me. <laughs> Come on. We don't see faith from this man. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Hello? We don't see faith. We see, that's why we call it a gift of the Spirit. This is a gift of the Spirit in operation. The, this, man, this man is not operating in faith as we, we often see. What do we often see in other instances of healing? Jesus turned to them and said, your faith has made you whole. As he did to the woman with the issue of blood, which we talked about last week, I think. The woman with issue blood was dying of a blood disease, of a blood issue. And, and, and he said, and she came and touched his garment by faith and drew the power out of Jesus and was healed. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. What did we just say? You can grab a hold of things by faith and bring them into reality. That's what she did. This man did not. This man was looking at the water still. This man probably is still looking at the water while Jesus is talking, waiting for the water to move. And Jesus here talking, he's not even really paying attention. He's like, when the water moves, I'm going to try and get in here and get healed. When the water moves. Come on up. And Jesus has a move of the Spirit, gift of the Spirit in operation, and says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And he's, woo, whoa, whoo, whoa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. You know, remember, Jesus was impressed by some people's faith, wasn't he? Great is your faith. Oh, he said, I haven't green, seen such great, great faith in all Israel to the Roman, the Roman centurion. He had greater faith in all of Israel. And Jesus was disappointed by many people's faith many times, right? Woo! Like when Peter, Peter was walking on water by faith. Because Jesus said, come to me on the water, right? He was walking on water by faith, and he started to sink when he looked at the storm. And what did Jesus say as he grabbed him to pull him out of dying, of drowning? Oh, you, or ye, King James, ye of little faith. Come on. Jesus likes to see faith. He likes to see faith. Oh, come on, you want to please God, right? 
then we got to walk in faith. In this story we're reading right now, we have a supernatural event happening, a spiritual gift happening. Jesus got a download from heaven. Jesus got the word from the Father. Hello? And he was working with God. Can you do this also? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Let's say that a little louder. Can you do this also? Yeah. Yes. In fact, we're called to. God was working with Jesus to get this job done here. And what was Jesus doing? He was just listening to the Father. God wants to work with us. God has miracles for us to do. Come on. God has supernatural things for us to do, but we got to work with him. We've got to respond to him. See, when Jesus said this, he was, he was responding to God. The voice of God. Hello? He was saying, rise, take up your bed and walk. And he was working with God. God gave him the right words to speak. Amen. See, we have to respond to his voice to work with him. To work with God, we have to respond. He'll give us direction. Come on. I was thinking when, when, when God said, go to Iowa. See, I had to respond to his voice and work with him. He had a lot of things for us to do there and learn there, and I had to work with him. I'd respond to his voice. Come on now. We aren't going to get the works of God done if we don't respond to his voice. If we don't work with him. I was thinking at the time, we, we told this a few times, you know, when, when I was worshiping at, at Faith Center when we were years ago now, Carl and I were worshiping Faith Center, and we, we were on the front and we were worshiping God, and I saw, I saw a vision of me kneeling in the front, kneeling down right there while I was worshiping God. And I didn't do it. And then come to find out, Carl saw the same thing. And she didn't do it. So we both had a vision from God to kneel during worship. Why? I don't know, but he knew. See, a lot of times we may not think it's, in, it, it's an important thing, but if God says it's important, it's important. And if he wanted us to kneel at that time during worship, well, we should have done it. We should have responded to his voice and worked with him. And what would have happened? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was supposed to be a move of the Spirit that day, and we were going to be part of that, right? Part of that. We're working with Him. And so that, that, entail, that, that goes with all of us when God, you know, even during the church service, right? God says, you need to do this right now. If we're all responding to his voice, come on, God can do a lot more. 
God can do a lot more. And this is where, again, a lot of people miss it. Well, God's just going to do what he's going to do. No, he is waiting for us to respond to his voice. He will do what he wants to do when we listen to him. Come on now. And we do what he says to do. We're working with him. And the miracle can happen that's supposed to happen. Or the, 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 the spirit can move as God wants it to happen. God wants the spirit to move in a certain way that day. You know, not just, not just church, right? But our lives, right? Doing what God said to do and God working with us and we accomplish the will of our father. We don't just accomplish another day. Another day. We accomplish the will of God. That's what Jesus did. That's what I want to do. Amen? Amen. So often Christians wait for God to do something. They wait for God to drop something out of heaven. Well, I just wish God would drop the answer from heaven. I just wish God would just do this for me. No, he wants to do it with you. With you, not for you. Is the Holy Spirit called the helper? Yes. The Holy Spirit, paraclete in the Greek, is helper, comforter. Helper. He's going to help us. He doesn't do it for us. So if he says, do this right now, and we follow him, Come on. Then, then, then the miracle can happen. The supply can happen. Come on. The event that God wants to happen, like this man here, can happen. Hello? This man was crippled for 38 years, and what happened? Because Jesus worked with God, he got healed. Hello? We need to work with God. Just like Jesus did. Jesus is our example of how to do it. And that's what we're looking at tonight. We're looking at how to work with God. And Christianity is all about relationship with God. Yeah. Right? We, have a, we have a relationship with God through Jesus. And so we can talk with God. Amen? And God talks to us. God directs us. God partners with us. Hello? When we work with God, miracles happen. When we just wait for God to show up, nothing happens. <laughs> well, I sure hope it. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I sure hope God shows up. I sure hope so. That's not going to work. Right? Even, even the woman dancing on stage, she was working with God. Hello? Why did, the, why did the presence of God show up in, in such a way that I was like, and the whole place was like, because she was working with God. And she was actually dancing with God. Ooh, glory. She was dancing with God. And so the power of God hit. I said the power of God hit like it was supposed to hit that day. And, and, and I, I still remember it. I wonder how many other people still talk about that today. And how many lives were changed that day. 
when they got in the presence of God, like they had never been in the presence of God, and their life was changed. Because she worked with God. Come on up. We're all called to do it. Wherever you are, you're called to do it. Whatever place you're in, you're called to do it. In your workplace, in your homes. Come on. We're all called to work with God and have the miracle show up. God wants to do miracles just like this in John 5. He wants to do it through us. You believe it? He did say we'll do the works that he did, didn't he not? And in fact, he even said greater works. So our job is to listen closely to God, just like Jesus did. We've got to realize God is speaking to us, just like he did to Jesus. God is still speaking. Did you know that? God hasn't stopped speaking. He's still speaking. God's still speaking. And he, he wants us to listen. He wants us to work with him. He wants us to follow his voice. We got to remember the Lord always wants to work with us. He's not trying to avoid working with us. I've avoided people at work. <laughs> he wants to work alongside us. There were people at 7-Eleven. I'd be like, whoo, they're on shift right now. I will be waiting to come on because I was the manager. I could wait. And then I sometimes I waited till 3 p.m. to go into work. Because I did, I wanted to avoid working with them. <laughs> oh boy. I tell you, I got stories. I got a lot of stories. But God is not avoiding us. Amen. Amen. He is not waiting till 3 p.m. God is waiting to work side by side with us. He shows up to work and we're supposed to show up to work also. And work with him. Come on. He's right there. Is he not? Is he not right with beside you? Is he not right there all the time? Wanting to work with us? Hallelujah. Glory. We get to work side by side, God. Isn't that amazing? The God who created everything wants to work right beside me. That's pretty good. <laughs> the God who created stars wants to work beside me. The God who created animals wants to work with me. The God who created uh, mankind wants to work with me. Right alongside me. Not avoid me. Hello? And that's what we're called to do. Work side by side with God. We're called to work in the family business. You know, really, 7-Eleven, that was, was kind of, it was a family business. My, my parents owned two 7-Eleven stores. We are called to work in God's family business. He's got business to do. He's got a lot. What did Jesus say? I'm about my father's business. God's got a lot of business to do. Hello? And, and, and we're part of that. And we're called alongside him to win some souls. 
That's the family business. Winning souls, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. We read it in Mark 16. God has called us to work with him forever in his business. That's our business. You see, you can have a business on earth for a while, but that's not your business. Your business is his business. Whatever he says is, is, is what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. The rest of it just goes into that, right? And if he says, I want you to work here, you're there because you're doing his business. You're doing his business. You're there to do his business. You're not there to focus on the job and the career and the money. You're there to focus on his business. And so anything you're doing there, you're, you're, you're really focused on his, what he wants you to do to work with you and to win a soul there if you can win one or two or three, wherever you are, right? <laughs> wherever God puts you at that time. You try and, you try and follow, follow the spirit of God, follow his voice, right? You follow what he says to do and then you win a soul. And you win someone for the kingdom of God. Well, you did the father's business. Most people don't think like that. They think, this is my career. And this is what I'll do for 35 years, and then I'll retire, and, I, and then I get to go to Hawaii. No. Whatever your job is, you're there to serve the Lord. You're there to work with God. You're there to do his business. And we have to always be willing to change jobs. Like I said, with the guys who were, who were wealthy business people and they went to Bible school and left it all behind. Hello? We have to be willing to do whatever he says to do when he says to do it. And that's working with God. That's working with God. He has called us to work in his business. And, and that's going to go on forever. I don't know what that entails forever. I don't know. We don't know. No one knows. But I know it's going to be amazing. Working with God forever. Working in his business forever. Working alongside God, alongside God forever. Working with him. Hallelujah. Let's look at one more scripture. 1 Corinthians 1.9. We're going to look at three different translations. Just because I want to point out this word here. In the Greek... In the NIV, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then look at this in the CEV, Contemporary English Version. God can be trusted and he chose you to be partners with his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the NLT, New Living, God will do this. For he is faithful to do what he says. Thank God he's faithful. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, the Greek word there is koinonia, and that's where all we see fellowship, we see partners, we see partnership. Three different translations of that word koinonia, and we've talked about that word many times. It means fellowship. Which a lot of times that's, that's kind of blind to us. Fellowship is a little, you know, outdated maybe. But partnership, we understand. 
Come on. That's also translated communion. When we talk about communion, we're talking about koinonia. Communion. We have communion with God. He's in us, we're in him. It's communion. It's, we're together in this. Hello? Are you in Christ? Come on. Then we're in partnership. We're in communion with him. And so we must never forget that he's called us into partnership. He chose to partner with you. He chose you to partner up with. That's some good news right there. I said, that, that's some good news. He chose you to partner up with. You know how you pick the partners in the, you know, you, you're in school and they're like, pick a partner. Pick a partner. And you're like, whoo, where's the smart person? You know, you're going to do a lab experiment and they're like, you're in, you're in chemistry class. Go pick a partner and, and we're going to do this experiment. Oh, where's the smarty one? Where's the smart one? You, please, partner, please partner with me. Me, partner, you and me. Come on. God's the smart one. And he said, he wanted me, he wanted you to partner up with him. You must have something good. Ooh, that was good. I said, you must have something good. Because he wanted to partner up with you. You think, I don't know what I have to offer to God. You got something. You got something big. You got something really good inside of you. Come on now. Woo! You got something. You've got giftings from God. You've got things you can do. Come on. And God wants to draw that out of us. God's put it in us. And now, as he called us to partner up with him, what he really put in us to do, we can, woo, we can do it for his glory. We can do it for his glory. He put the gift in us. A lot of people never, ever, ever discover their gift. Millions die and go to hell all the time. They never even start in their gifting from God that God gave them. And they, God's calling them. God called them for years. God called their name for years and they didn't, they ignored him. Hello? Ooh, let, let us be the ones who listen. Listen to him. He's calling us to do great things for him. He called Jesus to do great stuff for him. He called Paul to do great stuff for him. He called Peter to do great stuff for him. Dare we think that God's called us to do great things? Yes, you better. <laughs> you better. If you don't think he has great things for you to do, guess what? You won't do them. He won't do. Hallelujah. He chose to partner with us. He didn't have to. He's God. But he did. He set it up. Hello? He set up the partnership. He set up the corporation. <laughs> you know, when you set up a corporation, you choose what kind of corporation you want. There's a lot of corporations. There's a lot of ways to start a corporation. A lot of ways, right? I don't know all the terms, LLC, S something, you know, there's all kinds of terms for that stuff. And you S Corp. You set up all kinds of different ways of incorporating, incorporating your company. God set up the corporation and chose us to be partners. That is, that's really nice. He set it up. He set it up. 
And since we are partners, are you a partner? We do have a part to play in God's business. And we don't want to be a bad partner. <laughs> no one wants a bad partner. You know where I'm going, don't you, Judah? <laughs> Rocket League video game. Man, you're playing, you're playing two, twos. Twos, I say right. You're playing two against two. And of course, you're, you, you, you get the random partner teamed up with you random, randomly. And sometimes you're like, boy, this is a good partner. And you destroy the other team. You're like, woo, I got a good partner. And that partner is just so good. You're like, woo, man, I don't know how I got this partner, but I got a partner here. And the next game, oh, my, they can't hit the ball. They look like they never played the game. And you're like, I don't want this partner. <laughs> Get me out of this game fast. <laughs> Come on now. No one wants a bad partner. In games, in marriage, in anything, right? Business, oh man, ooh, ooh, my dad had a bad partner in business. And uh, took the money and ran. It was years ago. But you get a bad partner, it's bad business. It's bad stuff, right? In anything, it's bad, it's not good. It's horrible to have a bad partner, isn't it? Yeah. So what do we want to be? The best partners of God that we can be. And what, what does that mean? Well, what do good partners do? They want to make the business a success. Like we're talking about in Sunday morning, right? Fruit. They want to produce great things for God. They want to produce uh, fruit for the kingdom. They want to make the business a great success. Hello? You got a good partner in business? That means they really are doing it. They're, do they're getting it done. And you say, you know what? If you could do this today, it would be great because this has got to get done today. And they say, I got it. In fact, I already did it. <laughs> I already did it. I did it at 9 a.m. this morning. It's 3 p.m. I did it at 9 a.m. this morning. I already did it. Wow, that's a, that's a good partner right there. The bad partner is, hey, could you get this done? We got to get this done. I, you are the man. You know how to do that. I, I'm not in that. I don't understand that part of it. Do you get it done, please? Yes, I will get it done. And the next day, did you get it done? Oh, no, I didn't get it done. The next day, well, did you get it done? Oh, I was really busy. I didn't have time for that. The next day, did you get it done? Oh, that's a bad partner. <laughs> you hearing me? Come on. Come on. We want to make God's business successful and fruitful. So we never forget. Come on. We are partners with God. If you haven't had that mindset, change your thinking tonight. Renew your mind with the thought that I am a partner with God. Let the fact that God wants to work with you sink in. God wants to work with me? Yeah, let it sink in. Let that sink in deep. Come on. God wants to work with me. God wants to do miracles through me. God wants to speak to me and show me what I need to do to make the business successful. Hello? Glory. Come on, say this. God wants to work with me. God wants to do miracles through me. 
God has amazing things for me to do. I am a partner with God to get his business done. Amen. As you go into the store this week, wherever you go, whatever you shop, I'm, remember, I'm a partner with God. And be listening to what he might want to do in that store through you. As you go into the restaurant, I'm a partner with God. And he might say, I need you to talk to that person. And as you do what he said to do, you're partnering with him. Come on. And you can see a miracle happen. You can see a life changed for all eternity. Come on. You believe this? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go out of here tonight thinking, I, I, I'm going to win more souls for God's business. I'm working with God. I'll do the works uh, that Jesus did and greater works I can do because I'm partnered up with God. I'm called into fellowship with God Almighty. Is he almighty? Yeah, he is the almighty God. The almighty one has called us into partnership. Koinonia fellowship, communion with him. And he wants to work with us to get his job done. You're called into it. You're called into the business. You're called into the family business. And it's the best business there is. Oh, I tell you, a lot of people, a lot of people, want to do the big job and have the big business and do the big business things, and that's fine. But the best business you'll ever do is his business. Amen. Come on, think of all the lives that have gone through and lived and, and, brought, and brought in all kinds of money and been very successful in the worldly terms, but done nothing for him. Done none of his business at all. Lived their whole entire life and did none of the Father's business. We know that's in the millions. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the path that leads to life. And what did Jesus say? Few find it. Few find it. Come on. I always like to use this aisle because I think it's such a good explanation of it when we see that. The narrow way to life is this aisle right here. That's it. Everything else is the broad way that leads to destruction. And Jesus said, many go, that, go into the, in that way, go that way. But few find this way. This way is the Father's business. This way is working with God. This way is laying down everything for him. This way is looking to him for everything, for every direction, for everything we do in this life. Come on, as we talk about it all the time. Every car we buy, we get direction. Every house we buy, we get direction from the Father. We find the narrow way to life. Everything we do, we're to check in with God and find the way that he wants us to do it. Because the way we thought we might supposed to do it may not be at all how he wants us to do it. Come on now. Hallelujah. 
As a partner of God, come on, we check in again and again and again with, with, our, with our partner. And he says, I need you to do this. We say, yes, 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 I'll get that done. And, and come on, we actually get to the end and we follow the narrow road all the way right into eternity. If you're going to do that, you're going to have a lot of people that leave your life. But you'll be so happy you did it. <laughs> you'll be so happy you did it. Because as we said from the very beginning of this message, right, we just keep looking at him. And those that come along with you, as you follow him, that's the right partners. You just partner along with all of them, right? Anybody who will look to Jesus, anybody who will keep looking to the Father, anybody who will keep looking to the Word, come on now, that's our family. That's our family. They're all in the business together. <laughs> we're all in the same business. And we're all working for the same end, to see the kingdom of God Glorified to see God glorified to see the kingdom of God infiltrated everywhere. You go into that workplace where it's a bunch of worldly sinners and you bring in the kingdom of God. And you do God's business while you're there. And maybe it's only a short time, but you do God's business. Hallelujah. We are partners. With God himself. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus, you never, you never come into relationship with Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. I think we have the slide up here. We even have it in Spanish. <laughs> Romans 3.23, all of sin fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wage of the sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5, 8, for God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. So we have a big problem, it's sin. The wage of sin is complete separation from God, death, eternal death forever. No God in our, in our you'll never have a good day again without God. Romans 5, 8, there's an answer, Jesus. How to, how to receive the answer? Romans 10, 9. If you believe in your heart, confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. That word saved is a big word, but it means you're brought into eternal life. You get all the, all the blessings of heaven right now and forever. You get healed. Healing's part of salvation. That's sozo. Hello? Healing is part of sozo. Salvation means you come into the family of God and you are now in God's family forever. And tonight, if you have not, have not made Jesus your Lord, at the age of 19, I bowed my knee to Jesus and I gave him myself. I laid down my life before him and I said, I am yours. Completely yours. And I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I gave myself to him completely. And that's the way Christianity is meant to be. Amen. And if that's you tonight, you say, I've never called Jesus Lord from my heart. I've never believed on him. I've never confessed Jesus. I never, I haven't, I haven't, I'm really not, I'm not born again. I've just played church. I, I've heard about churchy things. I've heard about Christian things, but my heart is not, does not belong to the Lord. I ask you right now to pray this after me. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do 
with the kingdom of Satan. I want on your family, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he rose from the dead. And I confess from my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I give him my all. Jesus, you're my savior. You're my master. You're my God. I will bow before you forever. Heavenly Father, thank you for eternal life. I ask you to teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that for the first time tonight from your heart, you are now a born-again Christian. You have been made a new creation in Christ, and you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which means you have been completely cleansed of all sin. And now, you're in the family business. <laughs> and now, you get to do the works of God. I got two amens on that. I said, now... You get to do the works of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You get something tonight? Yeah. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful that we can learn what you want us to do. We, we are thankful you've called us into partnership. And Father, we will do it. We will partner with you. We will, we will listen to you. We will, we will do whatever you ask us to do. We know you've called us into the business and the business you've called us to is to win another soul, is to shine in this earth for Jesus, is to tell someone else the good news and be led by your spirit. So, Father, we, we want to do the same works as Jesus, just as you called us to do. So teach us how, show us when, show us what to speak, lead us and guide us by your precious Holy Spirit, and we will do it, and we will accomplish your will, and we will do it, Father. We will do it. And we will turn back and give you the praise. Thank you, Father. We turn back tonight. And thank you for this time together with the body. And we do turn back and give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the power belongs to our God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.